My name is Stephen Jones. I am from Glenview Park in Tala. I wrote the play From Eden. My name is Shauna Kerslake and I'm from Tymonville in Tala. I went to St. Paul's Junior, Primary and Secondary School and uh, I studied Arts and Maynooth. I did English, Music and Anthropology. I wanted to write a play specifically for myself and Shauna to be in a two-hander that wasn't a romance love story in that sense and had to be in real time. So I thought, okay, a New Year's Eve party the hour before midnight, go. I was extremely lucky that Stephen wrote this play with myself in mind. So it's always nice when, as an actor, you know that there's a bit of work coming your way. So that was that was really great. And what was lovely about this piece from Eden is that um, as soon as Stephen had written it, he handed it over to the actors, which was himself and myself. And we got to really play with the text and, you know, edit it down. And so it was myself, Stephen and Carl Shields who directed it. And it was to be put on initially a year ago in theatre upstairs, Carl's Theatre. And um, so it was a lot of fun to play with work like that, getting to, you know, the bones of it and what it really meant. And if something didn't sound right, Stephen would say, oh, change what you want. But certain things he'd say, no, keep because of the rhythm. So it was a nice learning experience as well. And it was very collaborative. Well, it's very important if you're going to write your own part that you have a very good director and, but you also have to be rootless with yourself and with the script. You have to be able to step away and not be precious and get rid of the your great lines that you think you have or the great gags or whatever and really try and do it. I found this play quite difficult to act in and it was it was the part. And after a week, because it was a part I hadn't done, it was a low-key guy, a low-status guy, and I just hadn't been used to playing those type of characters. And also because I was trying for the first couple of weeks of rehearsals not to sound like the writer saying the lines, you know. And when I found the character, that's what led to a lot of the, Shauna called them ad-libs. I wouldn't call them ad-libs as such. We wrote, I wrote the play so that it would feel like a normal conversation. So we, we were given license to say, in real life, we don't always say lines perfectly. You might say something like, the line might be, I think I want to go out now. And you might say, I think I... No, yeah, I think I want to go out now. So there's lots of license. There's some of it is written and some's like that. But anyway, the part was just a challenge. So by the time I felt I was getting a handle on it, I could not remember writing any of the lines. Carl Shields came in with some great insight psychologically to the character. So that was really an enjoyable and still is every night when we get on stage. It feels like it's a living piece because it's always changing for us. So, you know, little things. And it might not for the audience, but for us, at least it's alive, you know. In a room. And from that, little nuggets of the story evolved. Uh, for example, they're at a party, but they don't get interrupted in an hour. How does that happen? Well, the bathroom's under renovation. Well, whose bathroom is it? And all of a sudden, the story got fleshed out. But it was really about the final image of the piece, which was two people who were lonely and isolated and very flawed coming together and having that moment of connection. And from that, I don't know, the play started. It's it's a funny thing if somebody else took the play because I think in a way I'd love it and I'd love to see what another person would do <laughs> with this character. But there's part of me that's like a small child that's like, no, it's mine. But I, I really do think I'd enjoy seeing another person's point of view on it and because what Stephen has said about uh, text and when you write a play that a lot of it is in the unsaid and in the subtext so what people actually would do with that 
rather than the lines on the page. And if they really understand, well, this line we're saying this, but we mean this. So to see if people would get that and what they do with it. The two plays, the first one was called A Certain Romance. And I wrote that one when I was about 20. And it was about two brothers who were living in a kind of a rundown flat. And one is a college dropout who works in a supermarket but thinks he should be higher up in the world than he is. And the second is a kind of a criminal rogue. So there's uh, Skin and Frog. The second play is called The Billy Goats at Glenview Park. And it's about a group of 12-year-old kids in the estate where I grew up, Glenview, in Talla. And the leader of their gang, the really tough kid, Slim, is waiting on a bigger kid from a different estate to come and beat him up. And it takes place over one day. No, I try to stick to the text as much as I possibly can. Now, you know, some nights you might make slips here and there, but um, we actually had a look over the script before we did the radio play and it seemed that I had to make less changes to the script than the actual writer did with his part. So I think he ad lives more than I do, but he would say he always gives me the right cue. So that's all that matters. But my first play, A Certain Romance, the very first scene of that, as an exercise, what I did was I took the first scene of True West, Sam Shepard's play, and I wrote it out exactly word for word, except I wrote it in Dublin vernacular. And what I discovered from that as the exercise, I discovered that drama is in what's not said and what the actors are going to do with your script, not necessarily what's on the page. So that was a massive lesson. So at the moment I'm reading Winner Learn by John Kavanagh, who is the coach for people like Conor McGregor and... So it's Brazilian jiu-jitsu and it's another book I read at the start of the year. It was Ronda Rousey's book. I think there's a mentality that comes with that type of fighting or training that I feel like it is almost like an actor. I'm not saying we're as physically as fitter, but I think there is a mindset that you have to be in and that training and dedication and people often say to you, oh, that's nice. Like, that's nice as a hobby year or whatever. And then people don't really realise how serious you are about it till things start happening. I was in Dramsock from 2004 until 2008. And we like to call ourselves the golden generation, you know. Uh, actors that you might know from Dramsock from my time would be the likes of Peter Coonan, Killian Scott, Ronan Raftery, comedy trio called Foil Arms and Hog. We're all acting in Dramsock too. Um Imogen Dole, Sarah Madigan, Andrew Nolan, these are all the people that went off to London. Killian Burke, Dahi McSwivna, who's on Fair City. A lot of them are going to be mad at me now that I'm not remembering everybody. Paul Fox, a.k.a. Sean Fox, he'll hate that. Um, loads and loads. And other people who are working, stage managers, directors, producers, designers. When I see Conor McGregor coming into a stadium, it's like, and that love and like you know some people hate him don't get me wrong but when they see that it's very like it's kind of a patriotic thing it's like yeah we can do this and we're in this you know so it's something that ignites a fire in my belly do you know but a funny one at the moment I'm reading is a book called A Little Knowledge is a Dangerous Thing by a guy called John Sitton and John Sitton was a former professional footballer from London a real kind of cockney geezer and he let Channel 4 into the dressing room of Leighton Orient for a documentary called Orient for a Fiver when Leighton Orient was in big trouble and the chairman said he would sell it for a fiver if someone inherits the debts. And John Sitton rant and raved at his players and blah, blah, blah. And this 40-minute documentary meant he never got a job in football again. And he's kind of become a bit of a cult thing on the internet. So 
he self-published his autobiography and I sent him off the £15 or whatever it was and he sent me a signed copy back so I'm reading his book at the moment. I like children's uh, writing because there's just a sense of magic to it that excites me and uh, it's in young adult fiction as well and it can be in adult fiction but like the worlds like I I like magical worlds like that of Enid Blyton and the faraway tree like that magic is just like washes over me every time I read it it's so visceral and I love it and it's it's real escapism for me I think and it's so magic what fiction can do for young people and they can just escape into it and you know ignite all these things that that creativity that we all have in us you know it's just wonderful (laughs) I've just finished a really good collection of short stories by Colin Barrett called Young Skins. I read a lot of Irish writers, 